Okay, good morning, everyone out there on Facebook. Glad that you can be with us here on this Friday morning. We don't normally do a chat with chat on Friday morning, but here we are. It's chat with chat episode 164, I believe. And uh, what do I always say? What time it is? It's 9.54 in the morning. And I'm your host, Ginger Wade. So I'm so glad that you could tune in with us today. We're going to talk about the unsworn declaration this morning. And lots of you have heard about it. I know you've seen my post. Many of you have commented on the post. And uh, it's been shared around a lot. And there's lots of discussion about this forum that's going on. And so we're going to talk about it a little bit this morning. But first, a few things I'd like to share with you. It's July 1st. Yay! So the first thing we want to say is thank you to all the evaluators out there. Oh, my goodness. You've worked so hard this year. And there's with the increase, increase in homeschoolers, I know that you have been like super swamped. So thank you to all who have done it. Thank you to all who have stepped up to become an evaluator this year. And uh, we're very grateful for you and to you. So take a deep breath and take a vacation <laughs> and relax this weekend because it's Independence Day weekend. Uh, so it's the beginning of the school year. You can start uh, counting your days or however it is that you do it towards your school year now for the 2022 to 23 school year. That is crazy. Uh, and what a better way. I just love that the beginning of the school year is July 1 because you can start right off with like awesome history with Independence Day and all that kind of stuff. So, and there's lots of opportunities, especially if you're here in Pennsylvania. Goodness gracious, we have so much history in this state. Uh, it's a really great place to be. So, enjoy your school year. Evaluators, enjoy a breather. Uh, and I did want to mention that HSLDA is going to be sharing a live event about uh, the Unsworn Declaration this coming Tuesday. You probably have not heard about it yet because they haven't announced it. This is like a little, you know, save the date kind of a warning. So keep your eye open uh, for an HSLDA announcement about something coming out next Tuesday evening. So before we get started, though, I want to introduce my guest to you. Her name is Alicia Hunt. She has been really active in the homeschool community and helping people getting started. And I just want uh, you to know who she is before we get into discussing this. So Alicia, let, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, yeah, so I live um, a little north of Pittsburgh. Um, I homeschool my three kids. Um, I've been involved in the community for about six years now. Um, I'm very fortunate to have some good mentors in our area that I'm very thankful for. Um, so we have a really thriving homeschool community in our area and lots of great people. So yeah, we're always having a good time out here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. So uh, I'm very glad you're here today because Alicia and her cohorts out there on the western end of the state are very, very well versed in the law. And uh, they understand it better than anyone else I know. So I'm very thankful for them <clears throat> because they kind of keep my keep me straight and they help me to have the correct information about things that we share with you. So I know Alicia, did you want to mention anyone that um, had helped you get the information together that we're going to share today? Yeah, so I really encourage homeschoolers to go ahead and print off that homeschool law for themselves. Um, I don't have any necessarily special background. Um, we're just, you know, homeschool moms. Um, but we believe that all other homeschool moms can read that law and understand <laughs> it and be educated on it themselves. If you have questions about it, there's lots of people out there willing to help help you dissect it and understand it. Um, and it's just something that we want 
people to feel empowered that they can understand it and do it themselves. Um, this is something um, homeschool leaders have been talking about for a few months now. Um, Mary Alice Newborn with FIA um, really uh, kind of dug in there and consulted with um, some different lawyers um, and really pulled together all of the information um, to kind of get this ball rolling, um, as well as other homeschool leaders um, with well over 20 years of homeschooling experience. Um, Barb Biteman uh, helped me pull all the links together. She searched the internet to find mm -hmm. all of the law information and she consulted with HSLDA when she was at the TAP conference because she was getting ready to do her presentation on new to homeschooling. And she mm -hmm. wanted to make sure she had this information <clears throat> up to date and correct um, to present it to to those that were new to homeschooling, as well as those who have been homeschooling for a while that still are filing paperwork. Mm -hmm. um, so I just want to thank those ladies so much for their work, um, even though their kids have all graduated now mm -hmm. and all are doing wonderful, successful things. Um, some of them are now having grandkids that are homeschooling. So that's awesome to see. Um, but these are ladies that just have a love for the homeschool community mm -hmm. and a, a love for homeschoolers. And they love to see um, our community thrive. So mm -hmm. yeah, we have some great people that work hard for us. <laughs> yeah. I'm so very thankful for them. Cause yeah, like I said, they just, they bring a clarity to things and an understanding of things that sometimes it's hard for others of us like me to understand. Yeah. We kind of get, uh, it kind of gets floaty around in our heads and when we try to read this stuff, but I'm very thankful for anyone who explains things the way they do. And they're very clear and very helpful. So yeah, I'm grateful for that. And I'm, yeah, HSLDA too, they've been uh, on top of responding to me personally with this issue. So um, yeah, I'm, we're just very thankful for all the support out there. So let's get down to it and talk about this unsworn declaration. What on earth? So first of all, this seems very abrupt. Like it came out of nowhere and all of a sudden there's this thing. So like who made the decision? When did this come about? Like what? What is this thing? Can you, what can you tell us? <laughs> yeah. So Act 15, um, Section 62, um, was signed by Governor Wolf um, on April 20th, 2020. Now that's 2020. a little while ago, right? It is. Wow. <laughs> it is. Hmm, um, what was happening in 2020, Alicia? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, things have been kind of chaotic, you know, yeah. in the world in general in the last few years. Um, and things have been chaotic in the school systems and in homeschooling as well. So this was kind of something that just went unseen, I think. Um, but now we are aware of it. And you're seeing things in Pennsylvania in a variety of sectors change with this um, Act 15, um, not just in homeschooling, um, but it, it applies to affidavits that are used for a variety of things. Mm -hmm. So this isn't something that was a change to the homeschool law. We, we right. did not go out and change the homeschool law. I guess that's a later question, but, yeah. um, and that is something I think that I was seeing people were thinking the homeschool law was being changed and it's not, this is a thing that's outside the homeschool law that affects the way the homeschool law can function, I guess, maybe, or Maybe not the law so yeah, yeah yeah so the homeschool law yeah. did not change there is no changes to the homeschool law um mm -hmm. what changed was what options you have for things that used to be required as affidavits mm -hmm. okay so awesome so i just want to make everybody aware of that this is not a change to the homeschool law if there was something that was going to change in the homeschool law believe me you would hear from chad what was going on because we would ask for your support in getting the homeschool law changed. So this was outside of that. It just happens to touch us. So 
Um, so you mentioned Act 15, uh, Chapter 62, or however we refer to it. That's another thing I get so confused with how to refer to things. But I went ahead so, and put the link to that down in the comments. Oh, so awesome. people have easy access to that. Great. So if you're listening, yeah, Alicia has some great links to things. So the, the law itself, she linked in the comments. So please check it out. So what does it mean? Like this, there was a change sworn on sworn declarations what is it so what does that all mean what happened yeah so if you look at that section that chapter 62 um mm -hmm. down at section 6204 it says except mm -hmm. as set forth in this area um unsworn Oh, let me hold on. I lost my place. An unsworn declaration meeting the requirements of this chapter has the same effect as a sworn declaration, except, mm -hmm. and then there's five things that are listed as exceptions. The homeschool law, homeschool affidavit is not listed in those exceptions. So therefore, it is clear that we are able to use this as an option for in lieu of okay. our affidavits that we've been filing for the last However many years that we've yeah. been doing so, that, since 88, you know? yeah. right? Since yeah. 1988. So the yeah. information that you're submitting to the school district is not different. What's different is that if you put a statement at the bottom, which is also listed in this um, chapter 62, if you have that section on there and have that information filled out correctly, you no longer need to go and get that information that is required by the homeschool law mm -hmm. notarized. So Notice. that's okay. the change. The information okay. you're submitting to the district is still the same. You're still giving them mm -hmm. your child's age, your name, the address of where your program's mm -hmm. taking place, your phone number, you're attesting mm -hmm. that you're going to follow the homeschool law. Mm -hmm. You're going to provide them with Medical. your educational objectives. Mm -hmm. You're still doing all of that stuff. The only thing that's changed is if you have this statement at the bottom, you no longer have to go and get that stamp. So it's one less thing on your to-do list. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> you know, if you use this form, use a form that has that correct information on it, you no longer have mm -hmm. to go wait in line to get something notarized or show up mm -hmm. at a certain time. Um, you still have the option of going in and handing this in person to your district, or you can mail it certified mail mm -hmm. so that you get a receipt. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you have one less thing on your to-do list that you have to yeah, do. Yeah, that's awesome. So as far as what you do with this form, you you treat it like you would your affidavit. If you mail yeah. it in or drop it off or email it in, whatever it is that you do, yeah. it's just in place of the affidavit, right? So the, yeah. the big difference uh, is you don't have to have it notarized. There is some verbiage that's listed that you said. Yeah. There's a verbiage listed. You need, you know, this needs to be on the document. Uh, so if you find it difficult, to get a notar notarization, if that's a, a you know a hardship financially, time-wise, whatever, you have an option now where you can do pretty much identical paperwork, very, very close, uh, and not have to find a notary to get your document notarized, which is really yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I had a mom that has five little kids that was like, thank you so much for sending this up to mm. I don't have to stand at AAA. That's yeah, with five kids, mommy. I have another mom that has some health issues going on. Um, mm -hmm. And she was super thankful not to have to, again, have another thing on her to-do list to do. Yeah, so I know absolutely. there's some people that, you know, their best friend next door is a notary and it's yeah. like super easy for them to get things notarized or maybe their evaluator's a notary mm -hmm. or 
maybe they have one of their representatives has an office down the street and they notarize for free. But Pennsylvania is a big state and the home yes. population is a really diverse population. Yes, absolutely. So for some people, that's super easy. And this is what's great is you have the option. You mm-hmm. can still do the traditional notarized affidavit. Mm-hmm. That is still legal and meets mm-hmm. the requirement. And you can absolutely do that. But you now have this new option of having that statement at the bottom of your homeschool law information and you're signing it and you don't have to do that mm-hmm. extra stuff. So that's wonderful. Freedom of options is yeah. very, very good. I love that. So So, you know, if you prefer the affidavit, because that's what you know, that's perfectly fine. You don't have to change. If you were looking for a different thing, here's your answer. Okay. So this is really good to know. So it's, it's, there are still options that that you have. Uh, So we kind of talked about what the difference is between this and the affidavit. Really, it's pretty much just the same content. The one is notarized, the other is not. They list the same thing. There is some verbiage. Like we said, it's listed on um, in Act 15 what needs to be on the form. And that's, so, you know, both forms should be factual. You know, you shouldn't, you should, the information be, should be correct. Yeah, um, no falsifying. That, <laughs> yeah, and that's what, when you're going to the notary, you're swearing that that information is correct. And when you're signing that bottom section that's required for the undeclared, you're also signing and saying that this information is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, so when you're looking at it, either ours or HSLDAs, um, you know, make sure you know what's on these forms that you are signing your name to. And, oh, this is the one I use and just sign it. No, I mean, because it's, it does state certain things with medical immunizations, you know, all those types of things. So always be aware, and this is for any document you sign, really always be aware what you are signing and what you are saying is true. So, um, yeah, so, and this one, we kind of discussed it a little bit yesterday, but we're not sure that there's different circumstances in which you would use one or the other. We don't really think that there's, there is really, because they're both equal, right? They're equal under the law. Yep. And you're, you're just, the difference is, is when you go to get a notarized stamp, the notary is confirming that you were there in person. Um, but now with this act 15 change, um, your signature is enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's both, they're both, they're both, uh, guilty of perjury if found falsified. So (laughs) same result. Yeah. Do not, you do not want to falsify your documents. So, okay. So we talked about if it was a homeschool law or something outside. So we, we discussed that already. It was outside. It affects many different areas of the law. We happen to be one of them. Uh, is this, that this might be seem kind of silly after all the discussion that we've had, but people are still kind of, you know, is this a trustworthy thing? Trustworthy thing? Did this really happen? Like, can we really truly do this? Uh, and, and will the homeschool, will the districts accept it? Like, what do you think about that? Like, if you take this into the district and they're like, what, like, what do you do? Cause a lot of people, you know, like we're just catching up now. It's two years later. We could have used this. Well, some of us did in 2020 because we weren't allowed to go to notaries, right? Right. Yeah. So, and some districts were accepting just affidavits not stamped. Um, but again, there was kind of like nothing universal to cover us all. It was a little bit mm-hmm. up to the school district's discretion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what's nice is this applies to everyone in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so you can print this little section out 
and attach it and help educate your school district. Mm -hmm. um, there is a form that is on the Pennsylvania Department of Ed's website um, that now oh, yes. includes this verbiage um, mm -hmm. that you can print directly from them. Now we don't recommend that you use the Pennsylvania Department of Ed's form simply because there are some things listed on there that aren't necessarily required by the homeschool law to be listed on there. Um, and that's why we encourage you to be familiar with that law so you can pick out those mm -hmm. little mini things that you're like, oh, I don't have to give them that information. And I, you know, mm -hmm. I don't have to, you can, but you don't have to. Mm -hmm. um, so, but that's another thing you can refer your school district to, um, having it up there on the Pennsylvania Department of Ed website. That's who they work for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's something Absolutely. that they're going to feel a little bit more comfortable with. And mm -hmm. I mean, we still have school districts that will reach out to families asking for all sorts of things. So I'm mm -hmm. sure that there are going to be school districts mm -hmm. that if a homeschooler hands this in, they're going to have questions. And I think that's okay. You know, it's okay. People have questions. Mm -hmm. um, but again, you can email them the links to this change and mm -hmm. help educate them and help mm -hmm. them for the betterment of your whole community. Every school yes. has more than one homeschooler and our population Absolutely. is growing mm -hmm. by it leaps is. and bounds. It really is. Um, so you can definitely share this information. You can share that statement from HSLDA that's popping out over there or out there <laughs> in, mm -hmm. in the world. Um, and FIA has a statement. You can share that statement. CHAP is working on getting a form together. You can share that. So showing that this, you know, the cohesiveness of the homeschooling community that it's out there um, definitely has huge weight. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think in another two years, we won't even be talking about this. Mm -hmm. This is just what everybody will be doing. It'll, again, it's mm -hmm. one less thing to do on everybody's list. Mm -hmm. um, but new things are a challenge, right? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. we've seen the homeschool law, you know, when we mm -hmm. had the change in compulsory age, mm -hmm. you know, we're still answering questions about that. Um, Absolutely. And being able to use evaluators instead of having to submit your portfolios to the district. You know, we saw lots mm -hmm. of questions about that and we still answer mm -hmm. questions about that. So yeah, the school districts might not be fully educated on this, but as a community, we can help share that information with them. Yeah, that's great. And I think uh, I think it's so important for all of us out there, so especially, I mean, Alicia gave you the link. It's right there. You have the law right in your fingertips and you can take it in. I know one of you posted a comment on my other, my previous post that said, my school district didn't accept it. Well, they probably weren't aware of it. So if you go in with this documentation, you can highlight it or just hand it to them and say, hey, look, this is the law and this is how it was changed. And this is why I can use this form. That is going to be so it's going to be helpful to you. It's going to be helpful to them because now they'll be able to respond to the next person who brings it in and be like, oh, yeah, this is acceptable. So stand your ground you know, um, be confident because you know that this is an acceptable thing uh, and just share them and educate them. It's And it's one of the things of being gracious with each other and understanding that we're all learning and we don't all know everything. So when someone else does have information that is helpful to share it with someone who doesn't know the information and then we can all benefit from that. So be a brave homeschooler, get out there and educate your school districts and stuff. And like Alicia said, I always encourage people to use forms from either CHAP, uh, FIA, HSLDA, any of those groups. I would not go to your school district for forms simply because the public school law is different than the homeschool law. And sometimes school districts don't understand that. And it's not on purpose. It's just how it is, you know? So it's our responsibility as the parents to know the homeschool law 
and make sure that we are following it and then help educate others who may not understand it. And that's even, that's not just school districts, that's other families. I've run into plenty of families. I've helped explain the homeschool law to them. They're like, oh my word, that's not what I was ever taught. Or, you know, why do I have to teach this every single year? I'm like, did you read the law? It doesn't say that. So, you know, it's just helping each other out. It's just another way to help each other out and support the community. So uh, yeah, I encourage you to go ahead and be an educator, <laughs> not of just your kids, but of others too. Yeah. And, you know, give those school districts some grace. I mean, those administrators have been dealing with so much in the last two Absolutely. years. So we really are a blip on their radar, you know? So like yeah. here's another thing on their to-do list. So they just honestly might not know. Um, mm -hmm. And that's, again, people have to, people in the homeschool community have to know that, you know, we do have the homeschool law and that is what we have to follow. But there are other things that impact us and compulsory mm -hmm. age change is a perfect example mm -hmm. of that. The compulsory Absolutely. age, it says that we have to follow compulsory age, but in the homeschool law, it doesn't say what that is. So we have to then refer to another uh -huh. piece mm -hmm. of law to get mm -hmm. that information. And this is another example of this, where there's another piece that we now have to mm -hmm. refer to. Um, and that's where support groups are so important. We can't mm -hmm. just rely on HSLDA, they are a fantastic organization, but they are a nationwide organization that's yeah, supporting homeschoolers all over the world, not mm -hmm. even just the US, but all mm -hmm. over the world. So that's why homeschool support groups in our state are so, so vital and so, so important so that we can support each other and help each other and, and you know, really build our community mm -hmm. and, and be there for each other. So that not only for our own kids, but the future of homeschooling and yes. the, the ability to homeschool for all kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? It pops into my head here. We mentioned FIA a few times. Can you, what does that stand for? Some people might not know what oh. that is, <laughs> or, or they might think that it's the, um, financial assistance for college. And yeah. it's not that. What, so is, it's, what is that? Sophia is P-H-E-A. So it's Pennsylvania Home Educators Association, I believe. I might have something off on that, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what it is. If you're new to homeschooling, there are all kinds of acronyms. There <laughs> are. The it's like the military. PDE, <laughs> <laughs> the Pennsylvania Department of Education. <laughs> CHAP Absolutely. is the Christian Homeschool Association of Pennsylvania. You know, Absolutely. there's all kinds of new lingo you have to learn. So absolutely yeah it's like like it's it is like being in the military there's just like acronym upon acronym what are you talking about right so yeah so if you ever don't know you know when people are using those and you don't know what that means ask yeah. we, we've all been there you know i'm still you yes. know somebody throws out some new term it's like wait what is that wait, what, is that, what <laughs> does that stand for because i don't know <laughs> Very good. So um, I hope that this was really super helpful to all of you guys out there. I hope you're understanding. Uh, and one of the things that Alicia and I were discussing before we came on was the fact that uh, you can create your own forms. As long as you read the law and you understand what needs to be in the form, you don't have to use our form. You don't have to use it to LDA's form. You don't have to use the school's form or the Pennsylvania Department of Education's form. You can create your own. That's what's awesome about the responsibility being in the hands of the parents, there's the freedom in that. It's just knowing and understanding what needs to be on the form. Now, if you have a trusted source, and hopefully CHAP is a trusted source to you, uh, you can use our forms and rest assured that it is, you know, we do all that we absolutely can do to make sure that our stuff is according to the law. And we, uh, we do update it from time to time because uh, some things are updated or we discover that some wording might not be quite 
you know, like it should be. So we do update things and make sure that things are up to par. So uh, you don't have to use anyone else's forms, but you can. Uh, so it's just another part of the freedom of homeschooling to realize that you as a citizen have the right to create your own documentation for these types of things. So uh, it's very interesting. I don't think we realize the types of freedoms that we have. Um, we kind of give those things up a lot of times uh, because we think someone else knows better or has a better design on things. But, you know, I don't know. It's a good learning opportunity, I think. <laughs> yeah. And that's something else I wanted to mention. A question I've got a lot is people have said, well, I've already submitted my notarized affidavit for mm -hmm. this coming school year. Do I need to do this form as well? No. You do not need to do a second form. Yeah. Um, and again, the notarized affidavit is still absolutely an option. Mm -hmm. um, but next year when you're filing, you can then make the choice. Do I mm -hmm. want to do this notarized affidavit or mm -hmm. do I want to do the undeclared mm -hmm. or the unsworn declaration? Mm -hmm. um, and if you're new to homeschooling and you haven't filed yet, um, you can do that. And maybe we just want to cover the dates as far as when you do have to file. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're a returning homeschooler, you need to file by August 1st. Mm -hmm. If you're new to homeschooling, meaning you have not homeschooled yet at this point, um, you can file at any point. You just don't want your child to miss more than three school days um, because then they face truancy issues. Mm -hmm. So you want to look at your school, your public school calendar and see when's the first day of school and you want to make sure that you file, you know, before the third day. Now mm -hmm. I don't recommend waiting until that mm -hmm. last minute, <laughs> mm -hmm. but you do, you know, mm -hmm. you do have the opportunity of doing that. Or again, you can always, if your child is enrolled and you decide in mid-September, you want to withdraw them and start homeschooling. You can do that. Um, you want to withdraw in December. You can do that. You know, mm -hmm. you can start homeschooling at any point um, mm -hmm. and withdraw them. You want to file this paperwork first and then go ahead and withdraw them. Mm -hmm. those are those are your dates to, to absolutely have. absolutely and and moms if you are re returning homeschoolers meaning that you homeschooled 2021 to 22 so many numbers um you don't have to have your like by august 1st but you can be homeschooling you can start today homeschooling you just have to make sure that your stuff is in to the office by august 1st it's kind of like an assumed thing that you're going to continue so you can just keep on going. Just make sure that paperwork's in by August 1st. So that was a cool thing that I learned recently too. So, so that's awesome. Um, hmm, was there anything else we needed to touch? I think that's it. If anybody has other questions, you know, go ahead and just drop yeah, them down in the comments and we're happy to answer them and provide you the resources so you can answer your own questions. Yay! <laughs> yeah, 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 we're really here. You know, CHOP is here to empower and equip people mm -hmm. um, and we're mm -hmm. happy to equip you with, with mm -hmm. how to find the answers for yourself. Absolutely. And you know what, CHOP is, we are working on our form. Uh, and we will be posting it out on homeschoolpennsylvania.org when it is ready. Now, I will have all kinds of Facebook posts, e-news posts. We will have it out there when it is ready. Uh, so it's not going to be ready tomorrow. I will tell you that. It's going to take a little bit of time uh, for, get, for us to get all, all our ducks in a row. But um, like Alicia said, if you want to get your paperwork in or it's already in, go ahead. Use the affidavit this year. This will be ready and waiting for you. Uh, and we want to make sure we have, you know, all our I's dotted and our T's crossed and have it just right for you. So um, that's why we're not going to rush through getting the form out there. But we want to make sure that we have something available to you. So it will be on homeschoolpennsylvania.org. Uh, so you're going to want to check that out. And if you're not on CHAP's e-news, you can go to chaponline.com 
under uh, contact, I believe, and subscribe to the e-news. You can also go into resources and subscribe to e-news. There's multiple ways to do it. But I highly suggest that because that is where we put out all of our information. I mean, convention, conferences that were happening, things like this that are coming out, things that are important for you to know. We get it out there that way. So um, thanks for tuning in today. Hopefully this was really super helpful. I'm very grateful to Alicia and Barb and Mary Alice and all those people who have put all the background time into it. This stuff that we're putting together is so, they, I mean, it's got links, so you know what's going on, uh, the documentation we're putting together. So it's so helpful because then you know where it's coming from. The people you're giving this to know where it's coming from. And uh, everybody has the information right there so they know that they've got their ducks in a row. So anything else you wanna share, Alicia? Or No, that's it. I hope everybody's having a great summer and enjoying this wonderful weather we're having. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. So I hope everybody has a great, great 4th of July weekend. I always like to call it Independence Day weekend because call it what it is. It's our Independence Day, right? So celebrate Independence Day. Say a prayer of thanks to God for this awesome country that we live in. Um, I don't know, go to a reenactment, learn a thing or two about Independence Day that you might not have known, or just dress up in colonial clothes and sit in a really hot stuffy room so you can feel what it was like. <laughs> oh, and if you were at convention, I was chuckling because the air conditioner broke in the Pennsylvania room and it had these huge plate glass windows that would not open. And we're sitting in there and I'm thinking, oh, this is a continental convention. <laughs> And it was like very like realistic. I don't know. Maybe it was or maybe it wasn't. I was certainly not in Victorian clothes, so I don't know. But um, go experience what what things might have been like. Uh, and then I don't know. This is a great fun way to learn history. So anyway, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you in a week or two when I do the next chat. My chat. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye.